You're listening to Blockchain for Beginners short clips. Referring to my favorite FBI story. <laughs> so yeah, like I bought, I bought my uh, first uh, Bitcoins in 2014. And at that moment, there were two major exchanges, uh, MTGOX and uh, BTCE. So I went with uh, BTCE and I don't re quite remember when exactly MTGOX uh, went down. Uh, I think it was maybe 15, 16. Uh, don't want to like say wrong information, but MTGOX was first uh, to like get shut down. And I was like so happy. I was like, oh, well, it's good. Like I went with BTCE, my funds are are safe and <laughs> then uh, 2017 comes and uh, FBI uh, decided uh, to shut down BTC uh, saying that there were some illegal money laundering operations happening through uh, BTC exchange of course uh, we all know how, what it means uh, they shut down the exchange uh, all my funds uh, were seized and uh, I know like a few friends who were able to recover a small uh, portion of their funds uh, from BTCE. Uh, I, uh, I, were, I wasn't that lucky, so I couldn't get my funds back. And uh, I don't think like I actually tried that hard. I uh, assumed that it's uh, gonna be my uh, expensive lesson uh, to learn for a future how to store my funds. And a good story, educational story for everyone else. And uh, that's why I'm always saying, if you are storing your money at a centralized exchange, this is not your money. They don't, like, this money don't belong to you. It belongs uh, to company, to institution, to government, whoever else, but not you. It's not really better than storing money at the bank. And uh, I will explain uh, the difference between a uh, hot wallet, a uh, cold wallet, and a uh, hardware wallet. So uh, when we store funds uh, at the centralized exchange, uh, all centralized exchanges are using normally a hot wallet. And uh, that means uh, that they are the ones who are managing uh, all your funds. And uh, Normally, when you do an operation within a centralized exchange, uh, it's not a real transaction. They're just uh, simply changing uh, numbers uh, on your account and someone else's account. And when you're trying to withdraw your funds, uh, that's uh, when uh, the real uh, transaction happens, blockchain transactions. Um, and uh, when you're using a cold wallet, uh, you have access, uh, only you have access sorry, to that wallet if, of course, you're storing your seed phrase uh, and or your private key uh, safely. Uh, if your seed phrase and uh, private key is getting exposed, meaning that uh, someone else got access uh, to uh, this private information, uh, then your wallet is exposed and your funds are not safe. Uh, you have to move uh, them to another wallet as soon as possible. <laughs> because uh, yeah, someone else uh, could do it uh, before you realize. Uh, and uh, that's why I'm saying it's very important to use a cold wallet and better to use hardware wallet because it has our additional layer of protection in order to secure your funds. Uh, however, uh, it's up to you uh, to store and protect uh, your seed phrase and private key. 
uh, there is no one else who gonna help you there is no insurance company that gonna give you money back it's all your sole responsibility but that's why you get the complete freedom because as long as uh, your seed phrase uh, and private key are stored safely uh, no one can get access uh, to your funds and no one can even know that you have these funds uh, with uh, one uh, additional note so now let's uh, look at the flow uh, when we're getting our first crypto if you are getting your first crypto through centralized exchange by adding your bank card uh, to the system uh, blockchain gives us a really enormous transparency uh, and I was just explaining uh, how uh, Explorer uh, for transaction works, where you can trace it back uh, to a previous transaction, to another wallet, and you can actually see all transactions that were happening uh, with a specific amount of money uh, between, uh, between different wallets. And if you are entering a crypto space and adding uh, your bank card to centralized exchange, now your name is in a system. Not directly, uh, it's not gonna be recorded on the blockchain because uh, that's a centralized uh, system and another like layer of, uh, I mean, they would like to call it protection, I would call it uh, intervention in the, uh, our private data. <laughs> so whoever, like, however you wanna call it, uh, let's, uh, yeah, use the protection with brackets. Uh, so they're adding this uh, additional layer of uh, protection uh, to get information uh, on you and uh, obviously uh, through whether your bank card or through KYC, know your customer procedure where you need to add uh, your passport or uh, any other government identification number uh, just to verify uh, that is you who is doing this trade. So whenever you do uh, fiat to crypto transactions, uh, you will have to uh, give away uh, your name and the personal data uh, with their supportive documents. And uh, that's where you entering a system and giving, uh, uh, like giving your information uh, to uh, the government structures and institutions. And then when you're trying to move uh, your funds uh, from exchange to a cold wallet, uh, government will be able to trace uh, this transaction, obviously, if they want. Uh, and uh, that's why, like, if you are trying to protect your funds, if you're trying for some reason, uh, you're obsessed as many people in the crypto space uh, with your data privacy, and uh, you want to keep your information anonymous, uh, then, of course, uh, you have to think about other ways. But uh, yeah, if you are trying and you are assuming that no one gonna come after you, uh, after your taxes or something like that, uh, that is wrong <laughs> because uh, everyone can still see your transactions. And uh, cryptocurrency, when people saying that cryptocurrency is being used for money laundering, uh, I always uh, laugh at it. Yeah, it, indeed, it, uh, it is being used for a lot of money laundering, illegal operations, but so does cash. And uh, if we're talking about actual money laundering, uh, we would need to look in the um, art market because it's way easier to move paintings, uh, expensive paintings, uh, than uh, any other um, 
any other uh, funds, uh, whether it's uh, fiat or crypto. And with crypto, it's actually easier to trace uh, those transactions uh, because of uh, transparent uh, ledger uh, that we have uh, behind the crypto. Uh, that's why, yeah, crypto is actually very, very transparent. Uh, so be aware of that and uh, uh, make sure that uh, you keep your information in order and uh, you understand uh, what kind of information you actually giving up. Uh, I'm not here <laughs> to teach uh, how to go completely anonymous, uh, but I'm just uh, always explaining uh, that um, the common belief uh, about money laundering is not exactly uh, correct because uh, blockchain uh, gives a lot of transparency and it was designed for people to do peer-to-peer uh, -peer transactions uh, easier, simpler, uh, to improve uh, daily operations, to improve uh, small uh, business transactions and any cross-border activities. Uh, it's not designed for you to hide your funds. Uh, it's designed uh, to protect your financial freedom, to get ownership uh, over your funds, to make sure that no one can take it uh, from you uh, against your will. Uh, but uh, it's not giving you complete uh, anonymity. Uh, it is possible to do it, but you need, again, uh, to learn uh, how to protect your private data.